on on this this bench behind me and uh, just in a moment of prayer over the message, um, over revealing the theme, uh, hearing all of your voices singing, um, just sort of a, a sense of humility sort of poured over me and just how humbling it is that all of you would be here worshiping the Lord and also entrusting in me to give you the truth of God's word. That's humbling. And uh, so it just, uh, uh, I'll appreciate this past year, your confidence in me, and as you hear this morning, a confidence in me as well. Not in me, but me uh, trusting God and leaning into Him, following Him. Um, And so I'm very humbled, and and thank you for being here this morning, starting your year out uh, in the Lord. And uh, so... Uh, our past year uh, has been a theme of striving together, and I pray it's, it was an encouragement to you, just a, a focus that, that that is our calling, and we've, we've, we are to strive together in the gospel and for the faith of the gospel that's been delivered to us. I'll say this, even though we are switching a theme, uh, our purpose is still to strive together for the faith of the gospel. We are not to change gears in that sense. And so I want to encourage you, keep pressing forward and striving together. Don't, don't lose sight of that, all right? And uh, so this morning, we want to reveal our focus for uh, 2023, and it is to be rooted in Christ, rooted in Christ. And so I'm excited about diving into this, this thought, this theme um, my goodness, if, if someone that we need most important than anything else in this year, it is Christ. Amen? Can I get a witness on that? To be rooted into Him. We're going to unpack that this morning and what that means. Why is that important? What benefit is there for me to root in, to plunge deep uh, into Christ? And so, um, but I want to mention to you as well, as you leave today, I always try to think about some uh, handouts, something you've, you've had before, but something that is a, a little bit newer, to help you be reminded about the importance of being rooted in your Savior. And uh, something that I think was I enjoyed this past year was having uh, a calendar uh, on, my, on my refrigerator. How many goes to your fridge? I ain't going to say how many times a day, but you go to your fridge at least once, right? And uh, a missionary that we support through the Cleveland Johnson Mission Fund is a missionary to Israel. And he said, I don't have just cards. I have magnets to pray for me. Every time I go to my fridge, I see his face. And he's right. And so uh, we're going to be handing out uh, another glance calendar for you uh, to be rooted in Christ and be thinking about this year, about each day I need to root into him. I need to be centered in my Savior. Not only that, but there's going to be a, a bookmark. I want to encourage you, use this bookmark in reading God's Word. Let me be a reminder to root into Christ, and what better way to root into Christ than to root into His Word, right? To dive into His Word every day. So you're going to be getting one of each, and there will probably be some left over. You may want more bookmarks. You may, uh, Spurgeon said, he said, um, uh, read good books but live in the Bible. That may not be exactly the right quote, I may get it right later. But I'll read many books, but live in the Bible. And so just thinking about a bookmark 
And so you may want to use this in your daily Bible reading. You may have a, a spiritual devotion, like a devotional book or uh, a reading plan of the year of other books that help you grow in your faith. Um, uh, that's what the, these are for, to place your mark where you left off or you're going to come back to the next day. So just a way to challenge you, to remind you that uh, Christ is to be the center of your life this year. Amen? And that's always the challenge every year. But I want to just drive that home with this thing, not just for you, but for me, rooted in to Christ. And so uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Colossians. That's where this stems from. This isn't something I've just uh, developed or thought it was catchy. This is a biblical truth. And there are rich blessings in this thought and this theme of being rooted into Jesus Christ. And so uh, the title is in the form of a question, Are You Rooted in Christ? Uh, you may be a child of God, you may be born again, but um, are you being rooted? Uh, you've been placed in Christ, you're in Christ, but how deep are you going into Christ? And um, so we want to pick up, we want to start reading in verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 10, but the focus in the theme verse uh, is really in verse 7, all right? So when we get to there, I want us to read it together, but we're going to start in verse 1. Uh, if you're there, say amen. 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 All right, Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Now this is Paul. Uh, writing to the church at Colossae, these uh, believers here, uh, he is in prison. He's waiting on really even judgment from Nero, uh, a really uh, uh, dark time in Paul's life. So I want you to get the, the sense of where he is. Um, and I think even knowing that will help you appreciate why we should be rooted into Christ. Okay, and we'll talk about his conflict and what he's going through as well in just a moment. But know where he is. He's writing to the church here. And um, so let's begin. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea uh, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. So there's many that hasn't, haven't really physically seen him yet. So he wants them to know some truths here about his heart for them. And he says... That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together, unified together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, so he's in prison, he's not there, yet I am with you in spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now let's read verse 7 together. Ready, begin. Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now follow along with me in the rest of our reading. 
Verse 8, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Let this next verse also sink into your heart. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. What rich verses this morning. Amen? Now I'm excited to dive in as we launch this theme and get our focus for this year. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our time together this far. I'm overjoyed. I am filled with joy in reading this passage. Father, even this whole year, if we just stayed right here in these verses, we would not plunge into the depth, the full depth of um, the riches of this. And I'm just, I'm just excited to unpack this with your people and to give us what I believe is the best foot forward spiritually for us in 2023. I don't know uh, what uh, lies ahead. I don't know what my future holds, but I do know that you hold the future in your hand. So, Father, I pray that we see the need of plunging deep into you, into your person. And um, there's so much eternal reward. There's so much present moment return uh, to us as we launch into the depth of your riches. So today, Father, I pray that it be someone here that has never confessed a repentance, a turning away from unbelief, and confessing a complete belief and trust alone in Christ because of his death, burial, and resurrection. If they have never believed and confessed Christ as Savior and Lord, I'd pray that today they would see the need of being born again, to being born into your family. By confessing Christ, trusting Christ alone, by faith alone. And help us as your children to have a love for all that is in, with, uh, in you. And help us to believe fully that we are complete already in you. Thank you, Father, for Christ. Help me to disappear from the stage. Help each one to only hear and see you. On the, from the pages of your word, I pray all this in Christ's name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Are you rooted in Christ? I'll be honest with you this morning. Um, as much as I am excited uh, about uh, this year, um, as a pastor, um, I'm concerned. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm concerned. Um, because... When I think about this year and our tendencies sometimes is that what we enter into this year with is maybe just the best of intentions. Or uh, simply uh, just intentions and no definite commitment. Um, that's the vulnerability of starting a new year is just having best of intentions. Because you're starting a new year, you know... Uh, there's going to be New Year's resolutions. But will those be simply your best of intentions? Or will they be commitments that have eternal 
return? Will they be eternal investments? Now here's, here is, here's the nuts and bolts of my concern. Is that each and every one of you, and just in and of yourself, of your flesh, you are weak. Paul said, when I am weak, he is strong. He stated that even of ourselves, me approaching life, I am weak. And dear friends, none of you know what you're going to face this year. We're going to face life, yes, but what will that look like? What will the details be? What will broadside me? What will broadside my life? What will maybe turn my life upside down? What will it be? And I'm just saying my concern is is to know that in in our humanity, we are at best weak. And so when I think about this theme and I think about these passages here, it is, in, it is imperative that God's children be rooted into their source of strength. Because you are going to need the strength of Christ. Amen? Uh, you may not like what I just said about your weakness, but it is the reality of you, your flesh. Paul said, I am weak. Times when he maybe thought he was not weak, God helped him remember he was weak. So he would understand, don't take another step, Paul. Don't take another thought until you realize, I am your only source of lasting strength. Not just strength, but joy and peace and comfort in those things. I want you to see Christ as where the roots of your life need to plunge. Amen? Understand who you are in and just of yourself, and understand then who Christ is. He is our strength. When you go into this year, and maybe already, I also understand, even looking at my own life, there's going to be many things that's going to pull you. There's going to be many things that's going to pull your attention this direction, and that direction, and this direction, and that direction. And we'll begin to say the same phrases that we did last year. I am just busy. I am just stretched too thin. I'm just wore out. I'm just, you know, there's just not, there's not any more of me to go around. And, you know, those phrases were a reality in many of our lives last year. But they don't have to be this year. They don't have to be. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. But I want us to understand that there's so many things that will be pulling us. There's things in this world that are going to be things you you yourself will throw into your schedule and into your life that's going to pull you. You decide who pulls you. Yes, amen, hallelujah, all the above. You decide who gets your attention and how much of it they get. How many hours of a day does God give us? Come on. 24 hours a day. How many days in a week? How many days in a year? So you know up front God's not hiding the time slots that you have. But Christ comes up and says, Here, before you do anything else, make sure you're rooted into me. You don't make that commitment and say, Lord, help me to do that and be rooted in Him first. You're going to be rooted into everything else. And you're going to come to the end of your time slots and there's nothing left. Where's Christ going to fit in? And then you're going to wonder why you can't handle situations. You're going to wonder why you're just falling apart emotionally. You're going to wonder why your faith is, just seems to be a wreck 
because you started your year giving yourself to everybody else and not giving yourself to God. I think this theme is so important for us today. Being rooted into the main person. Rooted carries the sense of being established. Conceived of as if a plant being or becoming fixed in the ground. In other words, there's no intention of digging back up out of that soil and going and being placed in another plot of ground somewhere else. This gives a sense of being fixed and firm and settled. You're there. And your only intention is to keep plunging. That's what it means to be rooted. Now, I know some details about trees and about the tap roots and, you know, these big oak and cedars and, and other species of trees that have these tap roots and they're plunging. I did some, just some research just to think about the root system. Um, I want to give these to you as we dive into this message. Roots give hope to a tree's survival. Would you all agree? Without roots, there is no survival. There's no life underground, there's no life above ground, right? Roots give opportunity for the tree to reach its full potential, its full created potential, okay? Roots are the main way in which the tree receives life-sustaining nutrients, right? We need certain things to thrive, not just exist, but to thrive and bear fruit, even physically, you need certain vitamins and things of that nature to live healthy, etc. Not only does it uh, give nutrients to the tree, but roots are the tree's way of storing up nutrients for the harsh seasons. It doesn't just take up the nutrients and then just disperse it at all. They're also they're storehouses because there's harsh seasons coming and you're going to need reserves. Well, that, that, that hit me pretty good, just thinking about that spiritually. Roots are the only way a tree remains grounded and keeps from damaging things that are close by it. You think about a shallow-rooted tree, it doesn't take much of a windstorm to root it up and throw that thing and damage things that are close by. Think about your life for a minute, where you are rooted if, you're shallow, if your roots are shallow in things of this world, when the storms of life comes and hits, your life may be more of a damage to others than a help to others. Think about that. Roots, I'll leave you with this one. Roots that are nurtured. Now, I think roots are important. Would you agree? And where they are. So notice, if they're important, let's take care of them. Roots that are nurtured to become strong and healthy will prevent a lot of weeds from growing up around the tree, and also prevent itself from being overcrowded by other trees. Weed prevention. When I think about, when I consider where the roots of my life, my, my life, the roots of my mind, my heart, my hands, my feet, my, my family, my, my, my ministry, my marriage, when I think about, okay, here's 2023, I have got to root in, and, and where am I going to root in, to whom am I going to cast my roots into, I have to go back, who created me? And not only who created me, but who saved me. I have to begin there. 
And if I begin there, then I know I'm going to be in the right direction of letting my, the roots of my life and all that God has allowed me to be, He's called me to be, right? My roots must plunge in to God. The sin, the fall of man, the sin, destro- the, the, purpose, the purpose of man was to be one with God, perfectly rooted. I mean, rooted to the depth, right? And, and perfect union with God. And that's the way Adam was. Perfectly united. His roots were there. But you'll find that Adam's sin. Sin, it did the work of uprooting humanity from God. It uprooted humanity. We had a problem. But aren't you thankful that God in His love brought down Christ, which is the soil of which now that we can put our roots back into and be one with God again? Isn't that amazing? There is a rich soil. There is riches there that we now can become one with God again and grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But listen to me, it's your roots that you must plunge into Him You'll never regret plunging your roots into Christ. And then we get back to being who we should be, which is sons and daughters of God, thriving in oneness with Him. But there's only one soil that does that, and it's the soil of Jesus Christ. It's Him. We, as, as verse 10 says, ye are complete in Him. It's not your schedule that completes you. It's not the activities your kids are in. That, that completes you. It's not in the things you can purchase or the trips that you can go on that completes you. It is Christ alone that completes you. So let's dive into this. Let's dive into this text. If you look, number one, really, I got two points for you. One, number one is this. Renew your interest in spiritual health. Renew your interest. All of you have a lot of interest in life. But is your main priority interest in your spiritual health? That's the purpose of Christ, of rooting into Him, is that you have good spiritual health. Paul here is writing to this church at at Colossae. He says, I want you to know that there is a conflict in me. There is a struggle within me. You see, Paul is in prison, and his conflict is made up of being in prison. He's going to face Nero's judgment. That's what he's waiting on there. Uh, He's he has battle prayers. Have you ever had battle prayers? You're battling against the the devil, your flesh. There's this, this, you know, just seems like demonic spirits are just trying to just weigh you down and prevent you from. You're just trying to pray through the hard prayer battles. I think Paul had them, no doubt. Um, And his own health. Paul wasn't a healthy man either. And he says, you don't know the conflict that I have for you. And through all of this, he had joy and peace, and he wanted them to experience some things. He wanted them to enjoy Christ. He wanted them to not be deceived. You see, Paul understood that there was philosophy because he got word back. Uh, that hey, these folks now they're they have good order, right? They they have good order. He said, "I'm excited to see the order that you're in, right? You're they're doing well and their faith is strong, but there's some empty philosophy that's being presented to them. There are some other things that could be pulling them in their faith." 
And, and Paul says, oh my goodness. He's like, what's, what's jeopardizing here is that they may come to the point to think that it's not Christ that completes them. They may think that they need this or that or this or that. And they start throwing their roots a different direction than just plunging into Jesus. And oh, how bad that's going to be for them. How bad that's going to be for them. Because Paul understood because he is experiencing joy and peace even in the condition that he was in. And he did not want them. Paul had a lot of foresight here because he's been living as a Christian and understanding what Christ does for you when you root into him deeply. He did not want them to reach the hard moments of life and then just walk away from living, living for God or serving God or walking away from their marriage. And He's like, oh, I have a conflict. I want you to know, um, to not stray away from the only one that has pure treasure that you need. Sometimes we think treasures is my retirement, is, is what I can purchase, and the trips I go on, all these things are treasures. But dear friend, those aren't treasures. True treasures have an eternal nature to them. True treasure is what glorifies God. True treasure is what makes God happy and pleased with my life. True treasure is what really uh, um, maintains joy and peace in my life, that nothing outside of me can thwart or remove that. Uh, that's true treasure. Anything you can purchase or fabricate can be washed away or burned up, right? Or get lost. But the things that Paul wants them to remember is that's Christ, dear Christian. It's Christ. It's Christ. And you find Paul directs them to real riches. Um, there was a great... Re- no, notice this in verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, right? And whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You think about this, he said, Oh, I want them to, re- to, to, I want them to be comforted. And he's talking about Christ. He said, It is only in Him that they can continually, every day, be comforted. Who likes feeling that sense of being encouraged or comforted? Anybody? Come on. Anybody? Let's start 2023 with congregation participation, right? Let's, let's, let, let's, let's be active there. But notice he says here, to understand, to have full assurance of understanding God and Christ. Which the whole thought there is, is understanding the mystery of God, which is simply, we know, is Christ and His gospel. And he says, I want you to have full assurance being comforted and being knit together in love. I will say this, one of the great returns, and he's building up to this, um, these instructions of being rooted and established, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But he's talking about the return here. He's talking about the return of investment, the return of rooting into Christ. And he says there is encouragement. There's comfort. And and, and what do you mean, Brother Josh? Well, there's no greater thing that comforts me than to spend time rooting in to the person of God. Rooting in and knowing what the attributes of God are. When we're talking about God, He holds my life in His hand. 
This is his world. He is sovereign, amen, and he holds it as the song is, I don't know what, what, what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds. I know who holds tomorrow. And I don't mean that, okay, I know God holds tomorrow, but who is God to you? It should be what Scripture says about God. And what gives me encouragement and comfort is to have the assurance of understanding the one who holds my life. The one who holds my soul. The one that all things must pass through his hands. To know him brings me comfort when those things of life hit me. When they come into my life, I, you know, I don't know what's coming. Does anybody know what's coming to their life? You may have plans. You may have things locked in the calendar. I do too. But I don't get to ultimately control the calendar of my life. Amen? But you know who holds it? God. So therefore, what's going to bring me the greatest assurance, greatest comfort, and greatest joy is knowing, understanding Him. I could, not, I could not give you more better advice than to start your year than to knowing the one who holds your year. That's God. That's God. Full assurance of understanding. You know, one way, you know, actually the way of which you go through your life this whole year and never doubt your salvation. Wouldn't that be a great thing? You know how you achieve that? Know the one who saved you. There is no other answer to that. People say, I doubt my salvation. I doubt my salvation. I doubt my salvation. They have not spent time knowing the one who saved them. And when you spend time rooting into the person of Christ, you will never doubt your salvation. I believe that because I, have, I, I can live that and I have lived that. Knowing Christ, continually remind yourself who my Savior is. And if I have trusted him by faith alone, trusted in Christ's work on the cross, the Bible says he never leaves me. He never loses me. He's coming back for me. Why should I doubt that Savior? But how can I have that assurance? I need to know him. I need to understand him. Paul says, I'm confl- I want you not to be distracted by these other things and lose sight of truly where the true riches are. And it is in Christ. These treasures, he says, they're in Christ. These are not hidden from you. They are hidden for you. They're hidden in Christ. And if you're saved, you are in Christ. Plunge into him. They're hidden in him for you, not from you. They're there for you. Paul understood, as you look at verse 4, the power of persuasion. Oh, it's always lurking, isn't it? You'll set, you'll set goals of reading scripture. And I pray that you will. I pray that you'll spend time in family worship, family devotion, praying with your spouse, praying with your family, coming to worship. And as you begin your year rooting into Christ and rooting your goals into the person of Christ, there's going to be persuasion out in the world to pull you away from those things. Now let me, let me say something here. Uh, where could this counter-Christ persuasion come from? Well, for me, if it, if it is a matter of I need time to root into Christ, would you all agree? you got to have time. If I'm going to read my Bible, pray with my family, come to worship, it takes time, right? 
That clock's ticking, and I hate it, but there's time. we got to have time to do this. Then the very thing that is counter Christ's persuasion, that's persuading me away, are things that are taking away time. Now, they may be good things, but even good things are not the best things. Give your life to the best things, and the best things are in Christ. Understand, let me, let me first give to Christ, and whatever's left, let me rightly divide that. Let me, let me have good priorities. Let me ba- have good balance. Because here's, here's a new f- news flash for you. You're not a machine. Neither is your children. A lot of parents treat their children like, they, like they're machines. Put them into everything in the world and thinking they're, you know, they're going to thrive in life. You may be depleting them of the most important things. You may be depleting your, even your own self of the most in, important things for the glory of God. Stretching yourself thin is really not something to brag about. It's really some steps of foolishness. There's only so much of you. And God gave you that much of you. Time and resources. And he would not give it to you just to squander it on things that will just dissolve away. But to give you time and resources and health to pour yourself into him. Because Christ poured himself out for you. Amen. Paul's excited. He wants, he wants them to thrive. Secondly, we'll unpack these few phrases here and, and, and we'll be done. You look at verses 6 and verse 7. As ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Before we look at these phrases real quick, understand this. There is a step that you must take in approaching these, um, the, these things we're going to talk about. Is this. Notice in verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ. How did you receive Christ? By what? Starts with an F. Faith. As you have received Christ. How did I receive Christ? By faith. Trusting in Him. Right? You cannot abandon that kind of step by following Him as Lord. By faith I trusted Him as Savior. And by faith, I must walk in Him as Lord. Faith is a constant for the believer. Okay? So you're going to find this. I mean, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. You're not, you're not going to plunge deep into Christ. You're, you're, you're not going to uh, embrace worship and service and and living for God in your home and all of that by your own determination or by your own strength. It must be by faith in Christ to carry you through into these things and help you. So let's look at these and we'll be done. It says, walk, so walk ye in him. You know what that's talking about? Specifically talking about our behavior, walk, there is activity, there is action, there is a direction. Walk in Him. Now why would I walk in? Why would I move my life closer to Christ? 
in, 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 in what I read and the people that I'm around and how I raise my family and my service. Am I even serving God at all in the local church? Or am I being lazy and a spectator? Let everybody... How am I going to allow all these parts of my life move closer to the Lord? I've got to trust that each step closer to Jesus is a step worth taking. That, 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 that step is the best step for me. It's the best step for my marriage. It's the best step for my children. It must be a step of faith. Now, when you take these steps of faith, there's going to be all these other things in this world wanting to pull your feet those directions. Before you know it, you have no time to step toward the Lord. Isn't that a tragedy? And we complain, our world's getting darker. There's so much wickedness. There's all this, that, and I wish this would change and that would change. And God's people aren't walking closer to Jesus at all. They're walking to everything else. They're just living like a pagan. Let us walk as God's children. Walk in Him. He left us footsteps. Did He not? His ministry, life's ministry. Those footsteps. He's willing to give you strength to place your feet in His steps. Walk in Him. Study the life of Jesus if you want to fully flesh this out. This year, study the life of Jesus. Walk in Him. Walk in Him. Moving forward in Christ's Lordship. Let me just quickly say this. When you trust Christ as Savior, listen to me. You trusted Him as Lord. Lord. Not no Lord, but yes Lord. Let that sink in. Is 2023 going to be a year of Christ being Lord? Only that, but it says rooted in Him. Rooted in Him means a firmness, a once and for all having been rooted. One person said, We're Christians, we're not like tumbleweeds just rolling around, you know, not, not locking in and being still and being firm. Not being blown about by every wind of doctrine. Not being like transplants and moving from soil to soil to soil. You know, uh, uh, sometimes Christians are, are moving the, their roots from soil to soil like people move from weight loss plans. That didn't work and that didn't work and that didn't work and I'm going to go to this one go to that one. Folks, let me tell you something. The soil Christ always works for your soul. Always works. But how deep are you willing to plunge? The riches are bottomless. They're all there. They're nowhere else. They're there. And it wouldn't be a great thing for a Christian's life to always be an encouragement and a help to others when they're around you. Who would want that about their life? That I wish that any, if, if someone interviewed the people, my family, my friends, my church family, whatever I work with, they could say, when I'm around that person, it, they just help me. They're never a danger to my life. They always encourage me. They always help me take that best step forward. And I can always go to them for counsel. They never bring me down. They're always lifting me up. You know how you do that? you got to be a tree that's rooted in firm. Right? Because a shallow-rooted tree is easily uprooted. Now they become a flying object. Your attitude can be that. Right? Your words. A lot of other things can be a hurt to people. As opposed to light for people. Rooted in is everything in being a child of God and living for Him. His person, His gospel, and His attributes root in to those things. Being built up. Being built up in Him. Let me share you a verse of Scripture. 
Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend to you, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Notice this, listen, which is able to build you up. The ability is in God. And to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Ephesians 2.20 And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Listen to me. When you trusted Jesus as Savior, you were placed on a foundation that can be built on. Built on. Now, let me ask you, in this year... What are you going to place on that foundation? What materials are you going to build with? Are you going to take the materials that actually come from Christ, the things that help you weather the storm in your marriage or in sickness or disease or disaster or, or loss of job or uh, piling up bills? Like, you know, What is going to help you face life as a Christian? It's building with the materials of Christ on the foundation, which is Christ. Don't let these words just, don't let's just be an echo chamber here. I pray this is getting into your heart and also in, into mine. Being built up. We're on him as a foundation. We must grow in him. And he also says established in the faith. What this means, and I've sort of mentioned this already, but it means to put something beyond doubt to confirm. I'll just quickly say this and mention the last thing. You know who Satan has a difficult time deceiving? Bible readers. Faithful worshipers. Those that value discipleship. Prayer warriors. Those are the people that Satan has a very difficult time deceiving. These people were very vulnerable in being deceived. And the Apostle Paul understood there's only one person and one pursuit that will equip you to not be deceived. And that is being rooted into him to being built up, be established in the faith. You've been taught it. I'll say this. And I'm just partial because I'm pastoring here. But when you come to Clear Springs, you're going to be established in the truth that makes a difference in your life. The truth of God's Word. The truth about Jesus Christ. We want you to be established because there's persuasion out in the world. Satan has a difficult time deceiving Bible-taught believers. And lastly... But truly, when you think of all these things compounding together that we've unpacked, this is where you should be, right here. Abounding therein with what? Someone didn't shut their Bible. I appreciate that. Abounding where? Where? I'll give you time to open your Bible back up. That's fine. Uh, abounding where? I want, you to, I want you to say this. You're going to be abounding where? With thanksgiving. And I know this is a reality. This isn't just Paul blowing smoke. Paul's in prison. Facing judgment of Nero. Not well in his health. And he's excited about what God's doing. He's joyful in Christ. He's able to be free even though he's physically in a prison. He's a free prisoner. If that makes any sense. But that's all in Christ. 
abounding therein. That means very plentiful. That, that is suggesting a river that actually overflows its banks. That's what it's talking about. Going, uh, rooting, walking, being built up and established will bring you to that point of being thankful, overwhelmingly thankful. When you trusted Christ, you, you were given a well, amen, that, that's, that's, that's springing living water. And we, dear friend, our life should be turning into a river that overflows its banks. But how many of you, maybe right now, are just a trickling branch? I want to live a life where my spiritual life is, is overflowing the banks. That, that's what I want. But if I look everywhere else, other than rooting into Christ, the water flow will be very, very slow and shallow. I've been given plenty of water, but it's my life. Is it a flowing river spiritually? Is it overflowing the banks? Dear friends, I don't know what you're all going to face. As a pastor's heart, my heart is heavy for every one of you here today because life is coming. But what will you meet life with? Or in other words, who will you meet life with? And I pray it will be Christ in Christ alone. But let's root into him now. Let's walk in him now. Let's be established in him now. Amen. Christ, as we stand to our feet, Christ is your safe place. As every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, we're going to have a song. I'll give you just a moment to stand to your feet and remain quiet for just a moment.